Welcome to the Cowboys Beat audio podcast, streaming live on the Cowboys Beat Podcast Network, where we talk about everything related to America's team. Prescott got a carry. And reach, flip, sets up first and goal at the... Hosted by none other than Chris K. Third and seven, blitz coming, Prescott in trouble, lofting it to the corner. You may know him from his work on TikTok, but now he's taking over the podcasting world. We're not here just to take part, we're here to take over. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Cowboys Beat Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about how the Cowboys are having a pretty good offseason and how I haven't felt this good about the Cowboys during an offseason period as I do this year. Uh, we also have... My man Ty.real came on Ty Real. Very entertaining personality. We had a great conversation. Make sure to stick around for that. Uh, we had a lot of fun with that. Before we get into the podcast, please make sure to go check out Prize Picks. Use my promo code Cowboys Beat for an 100% instant deposit match of up to $100. We have March Madness going on. There are a lot of fun things that you can do with March Madness on that app. So if you guys uh, would do me a favor and go check out Prize Picks, it would help the page. The best way to help the page is by checking out our sponsors and uh, definitely go make sure to do that. Okay, so the two. Guys that got traded to the Cowboys that I think are the most noteworthy are Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore. You don't, you, you shouldn't look at these trades and say these guys are envelope pushers because they're not. You know, they're just really good players uh, at this point in their career. But you want to know what you should look at them as? Significant upgrades over what we had. Brandon Cooks as a number two receiver is a significant upgrade to what Noah Brown was last year. Noah Brown was arguably your number two receiver. You know, I kind of hate saying that, right? I kind of hate when you look at these positions and say, this guy's a wide receiver number two. He's a wide receiver number three. They're just wide receivers. You know, (laughs) I don't look at these guys as wide receiver number ones and twos. Like, obviously, I know CeeDee Lamb's a wide receiver number one on this team. But I don't like putting numbers on these guys. It's, 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 I don't know. It's not the way I do it. But what I will say is you've, you've significantly upgraded the wide receiver position, especially when you look at what they were doing last offseason with the receiver position, where they got rid of Amari Cooper and they got rid of Cedric Wilson. They lost production. Now you're bringing in production. You're bringing in a player who can be very productive for you in Brandon Cooks. He is an upgrade over what you had. While he might not be a DeAndre Hopkins, a guy who pushes the envelope, at the very least, he's a guy that upgrades a position that the Cowboys definitely needed upgraded this offseason. And for that, Cowboys fans should be very happy for that. And there's no saying, look, the offseason is not over yet. Uh, you know, the Cowboys still have a decent amount of cap. Maybe they go get DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Not saying it's going to happen. So don't get your hopes up because I said it. They got some money to make more moves, which is actually the best part about uh what they've been doing this offseason, they've been smart with the way they've been restructuring contracts and, 
even though the Michael Gallup and Demarcus Lawrence restructures maybe didn't make the most sense, I appreciated it because to me it signaled that, hey, we're trying to create as much cap space as we could possibly create. We're trying to go out there and make something happen. And I commend the Cowboys for it. And not only that, you you guys do know when Dak Prescott gets his extension, that's even more money that the Cowboys are going to have to play with. And then you're getting that post-June 1st uh, uh, money for Ezekiel Elliott. Things are looking good for the Cowboys, guys. And them trading for Brandon Cooks for the compensation that you gave up, a fifth and a sixth round pick, and they took on $6 million of the salary. Not only that, you restructured his contract. So his cap hit this year is only $6 million. Bravo. Bravo. 100% bravo. Um, it, it's not over though. I, I would like to see the Cowboys go add a number, uh, a number, another receiver. I'd like to see them go add another receiver. It doesn't have to be DeAndre Hopkins, but just go add another guy, whether it be through the draft, whether it be another free agent, just add another guy. And then I'd feel really good about this unit, uh, going into next season. And yeah, I, you know, two thumbs up for the Brandon Cooks trade. Let's talk about another trade, Stefan Gilmore. I mean, you trade a fifth-round compensatory pick for Stephon Gilmore. He's a top-ten corner in football. He's one of the most technically sound corners in football. He had some of the best cover grades in football this past year. Not only that, he had some of the best cover grades. He's one of the cornerbacks that actually travels with wide receiver ones. Guess what? He's not going to have to do that this year. He's not going to have to travel with number one wide receivers. You got a better uh, cornerback on the other side who can do that. Even though Trayvon's not really a guy that, like, he'll travel. Like, if they're going up against a Justin Jefferson, Jamar uh, Chase type character, he'll travel. But for the most part, he's not a guy like Stephon Gilmore, who, who's the number one receiver? I'm traveling with him. Who's the best receiver on their team? I'm going to travel with him. That's not Trayvon Diggs. But when you add a guy like Stephon Gilmore, you're just asking him, take out the team's number two receiver. When you look at this secondary, is it crazy to me to think this is the best secondary in football? I think this is the best secondary in football. Name me a better team, or name me a team who has a better secondary. I mean, you have Diggs, Gilmore on the outside, Deron Bland in the slot, and you have a very nice backup slot corner as well in Jordan Lewis if they decide to keep him. I hope they do, because I really like Jordan Lewis. You know, but... Just from the cornerback position. I mean, that's one of the strongest units in the league. And then you'll get their safeties. They might have the best safety room in football. I mean, you talk about you talk about Donovan Wilson, who was one of the better safeties this year. I think that Donovan Wilson was a Pro Bowl safety. I'm sorry, there's something on my face. If you're watching on video, uh, there's something on my face. I had to get that off. That was annoying. Um, Donovan Wilson was one of the best safeties in football this year. I mean, I, I love Donovan Wilson, man. He's he's a fantastic player. Not only do you have Donovan Wilson, but you have J-Ron Curse, and you have Malik Cooker, and you have Israel McQuamu. I mean, guys, they're like eight deep in the secondary. They have like eight good players that play in the secondary for them. I mean, there's teams in the league that don't even have two good players playing in the secondary for them. Hell, there's teams in the league that don't have one good player playing in the secondary for them. You have eight good players playing in the secondary for you, which is going to be great, especially for the pass rush, because if they can hold their coverage longer, pass rush can get home, all the better. 
all the better, man. This defense, uh, you know, they're probably going to re-sign Jonathan Hankins pretty soon. They re-signed Dante Fowler, and man, it's one. It's 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 right there with San Francisco. Might even be better than San Francisco. We'll have to wait and see. You know, because one thing we have to understand is the Cowboys returned Dan Quinn. You know, the 49ers have a new defensive coordinator, so it's going to be interesting to see how things work out with them. But I can tell you this. I don't think there's any uncertainty about this defense going into next year. You know, at at the very least, even if Stephon Gilmore isn't playing at that top 10 level, one, you only traded a fifth-round compensatory pick for him. Two, uh, even if he's not playing at that top 10 level, you don't need him to. You just need him to take out number two wide receivers, which is something I think he should be able to do. And not only that, the most underrated part about this is uh, Stephon Gilmore is a guy who is a number, who's going to be the number two cornerback on this team. He's going to be CB2, even though I don't like putting numbers on, uh, you know, positions. It's just you're, you're a cornerback. But, you know, you guys understand the gist of what I'm saying. He is the second best corner on this team, but if Trayvon Diggs... Were to go down with injury, God forbid, knock on wood. You have a cornerback that if he's your cornerback one, you're completely fine. You know, you have a chance. Put Deron Bland on the opposite side. Put Jordan Lewis in the slot. You know, there are so many things the Cowboys can do in their secondary now that they have Stephon Gilmore. And, and, and he's a true outside guy. You know, like I was talking about Deron Bland playing on the outside. And... Um, you know, Deron Bland's not a true outside guy. Deron Bland isn't a true outside, you know, he's more of a slot corner, but he can play outside. You know, like if he has to play outside, I think you're fine. So going into next year, I was like, okay, is Deron Bland going to play outside corner and then Trayvon Diggs play the other outside corner? I was kind of fine with rocking out like that. I was. But now that they were able to get Stephon Gilmore and they got him for a good price too, I think his cap hits under $10 million. You can't hate that. You can't hate that at all. That's 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 a hell of a trade for the Cowboys. So far, the Cowboys are doing savvy moves with those two trades. Uh, they're re-signing their own guys, and they even signed some free agents that I actually really like. You know, especially for the price that you're signing them for. Like I, uh, Ronald Jones, they added Ronald Jones. I like Ronald Jones. You know, he's, he's, he's a perfectly fine running back. You know, he's only what, 24, 25 years old, had some productive years over the past few years. Wasn't very productive in Kansas city, drove his value down. The Cowboys brought him in, signed him to a one-year deal. They probably got him for very cheap. You know, Hey, 10, 15 carries a game. Can you give us that? That's all we need. You know, this running back room now, especially with Ronald Jones, it's looking good. It's looking good. You have powered 15 carries, 15 to 17 carries. Go play 30 uh, snaps in the slot. Ronald Jones, can you give me 10 to 15 carries? Moik Davis, can you give me 5 to 10? That's all we need. That's all we need. So now, now that the Cowboys addressed wide receiver and quarterback, I don't think that that takes those positions out of the uh, out of question for the draft. But you have more flexibility in the draft. Like, you don't have to draft a wide receiver. Like, if you end up uh, coming out of this draft without drafting a wide receiver or cornerback in the first, 
three rounds, I don't think that's bad for you because you address those positions. Now, I would like to see them address wide receiver and cornerback in the upcoming draft just because I want to see them develop young talent to eventually take the jobs of Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore. You know, but it's not a necessity anymore. If you end up not getting one of those positions in the first three rounds, I think you're fine. And not only that, to me, here's my thing. A lot of a lot of Cowboys fans, and rightfully so, they're going into this draft and they're saying we can draft BPA now. I'm not there. I'm not there. <coughs> Sorry about that. I'm not there. I'm not there yet. Uh, I don't think the Cowboys can draft best player uh, available. I don't think they can do that. I think they got to work on this line a little bit. Um, I think they got to work on the line. I, I I really do. I mean, right now, who's your offensive line? Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, Biotic, Zach Martin, and Terrence Steele. On paper, you look at that and you say, wow, that's a really good unit. That's a really good unit. But we also have to take into account that Tyron Smith is probably going to get hurt throughout the season. Knock on wood. Hope it doesn't happen. Hope he plays 20 games this year, you know, meaning I hope we get the bye and go on and play in the Super Bowl and win it. I hope, I hope that's the case. I hope we can play 21 games if we don't get the bye. But it's just hard to project that he's going to be able to do that because you have to understand you cannot plan for just playing 17 games this year. You can't play, you cannot plan for playing 17 games this year. Other teams can do that. The Houston Texans can do that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the Washington Commanders, eh, even though I'll put some respect in their name, um, they look like they might have a decent squad this year. But the Carolina Panthers are probably only going to play 17 games this year. You know, so that's that's not your goal. Your goal is not is uh, not for these players to stay healthy for 17 games. It's for them to stay healthy for 21 games. That's something that, do we rely on Tyron Smith to do that? And which is why I think they should draft an offensive lineman within the first two rounds. The only problem is if you wait till the second round to get one, you might be drafting a guy with a third round grade. Uh, granted, that is that does happen a lot in the second round. But, you know, you might be drafting a guy that probably should have went in the third or fourth round. You know, if you draft one at 26, I think the options are a little better for you. I think... Uh, you know, a guy like Anton Harrison could be around. I actually mocked him to the Cowboys in my previous uh, mock draft on TikTok. I think if if he's around, I think the Cowboys should take him 100%. But there's other guys, Dewan Jones, Darnell Wright. They're more so right tackles, even though they played left tackle in the past. I think if I'm the Cowboys, I'm going to these pro days and I'm checking, okay, are these guys able to play tackle? Left tackle, I mean. Can they kick set to the left? You know, can they do left tackle things? You know, so that's the way I would approach this five of the Cowboys. I'd be going to their pro days and I'd be seeing what's your positional versatility like. Are you versatile on the offensive line? Darnell Wright did play left tackle in college, by the way, guys. I Look, man, I love Darnell Wright. Um, I actually talk about it with Tyrell. I think that there's going to be a lot of players in this draft coming up where fans are going to be upset that their team drafted them, but I'm going to look at them and I'm going to say, God damn good football player. Dewan Jones, damn good football player. Darnell Wright, damn good football player. Nolan Smith might get taken higher than uh, he was previously expected to be taken. 
damn good football player. Now, I think there's going to be a lot of guys like that. Now, I, I have no idea why Dewan Jones and Darnell Wright aren't consensus first round picks. I don't get that at all, but it, you know, it is what it is. You know, those are two guys that could potentially be there for the Cowboys. Osiris Torrance is a guy that could, poten- or could potentially be there. I think he will be there. And then you look into a guy like John Michael Schmitz. I think 26 is a little too rich for me when it comes to Steve Avila. I think it is. And I think if the Cowboys wanted to get Steve Avila, I think the best way to go about it would be to trade back. I think that's the best way to go about it. If you want to get Steve Avila, trade back into the second round. Don't draft him at 26 because that's just a reach. That's just a flat-out reach. Even though I, I, I like Steve Avila. I think he's a perfectly fine player. Um, I think I like Osiris Torrance's upside more than I like John Michael Schmitz and um, Steve Avila's upside. I think Osiris Torrance has some serious upside. So if you're going to draft a guard, I think that's the way to go. But if you're going to draft a tackle, Anton Harrison is probably the guy that will be there at 26, even though I'm not even sure if he'll be there at 26. He might get taken a little higher. I mean, we saw last year... Uh, we were talking about those two guards of the Cowboys, Zion Johnson and Kenyon Green. Both of them got taken in the, the teens last year. So it'll be interesting to see. So uh, we got some more to talk about. Just, just uh, probably got like a few more things that I want to qu- uh, hit on real quick. Dalton Schultz to the Texans. You know, look, I like Dalton Schultz. I wouldn't have been mad if he resigned here. But it's time to move on from Don Schultz. It's probably time to move on from Don Schultz. You know, he's a very nice player for the Cowboys in his time here. I think as soon as Kellen Moore left and he wasn't going to be the coordinator this year, I think it was time to move on from Don Schultz after that happened. In Kellen Moore's offense, I think Dalton Schultz was a perfect fit. But in this new West Coast offense, I don't see where Dalton Schultz fits in that West Coast offense. You know, so losing him, I don't think it's that big of a loss. You know, you you hear Colin Coward come out here and and talk about Dalton Schultz like he was the best tight end in the league. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. That guy, uh, I don't even want to get into it. I don't even want to get into it. But yeah, Dalton Schultz is going to the Texans. Good for the Texans. You know, I I, I don't think this is a big hit for the Cowboys. I just don't. Um, Who else did we lose? Connor McGovern. See you later. Uh, he signed a pretty hefty contract. I, I could see what the Bills saw in Connor McGregor. Uh, Connor, uh, um, what's his name? McGovern. You know, move him to right tackle. His natural position. See what you got there. See what you got there at, uh, uh, with Connor McGovern. So, yeah, it's, you know, free agency has been good to the Cowboys. They they kept Van Rush. They kept Donovan Wilson. So, Man, yeah, just just a good offseason period. To me, I think the 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 Cowboys are the best team in the NFC East. I think they're the best team in the NFC East. I look at them, they, they passed the Eagles. Oh, no doubt in my mind they passed the Eagles. I mean, look at what the Eagles did this offseason. They lost Johnson, Edwards, Hargrave, Kaiser White, um, uh, uh, Marcus Epps, Sanders, Sumalo. They lost both of their coordinators. The fact that people are calling this team the best team in the NFC and saying, I think that the, the Cowboys really closed the gap on them. I, I What are people seeing in this team? I mean, what are people seeing in them? I mean, they lost 1,300 yards of production. 
They lost a, a very solid right guard. They're now putting in a guy who's going to be out of position in Cam Jurgens at right guard. They lost both their safeties. They lost both their linebackers. They lost their best defensive tackle who accounted for, I think, 11 and a half sacks. I mean, they're going to replace these guys. Nothing cracks me up more than when people say they're going to replace Javon Hargrave with Jordan Davis. If people are telling you that, you tell them this. Okay, so you're going to replace a pass-rushing three-tech with a run-stopping one-tech. Completely different possessions. Completely different roles on a team. So I think the Eagles are going to take a a serious step uh, back. I think they are. Now, they're they're a very well-run organization. I think... Going into the future, they'll be completely fine. I just think they're going to take a step back this year, and I think the division is up for grabs. I just, especially if the Cowboys are going to draft another tight end uh, in this upcoming draft, I mean, you run 12, 13 personnel on them all day and abuse the middle of the field. That's what I would do. You know, so the best team in your, uh, the best team in your division took a step back. You took a step forward. A, a pretty sizable step forward, and they took a pretty sizable step back. They weren't all that much better than you, to be honest with you. I mean, they were just healthier than you. I think if you have Terrence Steele and Tony Powered, you could potentially beat them. You know, I, I, I honestly, like, in the playoffs, I mean, like, you had Tony Powered when you played them that second time. You, you have Terrence Steele and you have Tony Powered. Even with the other injuries on this team, I think you could go into Philly and beat them. I honestly thought that you, you could have done that. Dak always does good against Philly. Cowboys always do good against Philly. So, yeah, man. I I just, I, what do you want me to say? <laughs> do you want me to sit here and lie to you and say they're not one of the best teams in the NFC? They were one of the best teams in the NFC this year. And they added really good talent to this team. So, yeah. They add one more piece, which I think they will. Who will it be? Will it be D-Hop? Will it be Bobby Wagner? Will it be somebody that we don't even know about? That's a really good player that the Cowboys are going to add. Probably. They have the money to do it. You know, that maintenance money that they like keeping around, that's Ezekiel Elliott's money that they're going to get post-June 1st. So, yeah, they're in a good position. Okay, all right. So, we got the uh, me and Tyreel, I, I, uh, we did a little interview here. Uh, we shot the shit a little bit and and we had a really good time. So uh, that's up next. Thank you guys for tuning in and I hope you guys enjoy this uh, this little interview that we did. So I'm joined by my man Ty Dot Real with four L's. His real name's Ty Real. What's going on, my man? Nothing much. What's going on? Hey man, look, off seasons in full tilt. I was I was getting a little bored there without uh, some NFL news for the few weeks there after the Super Bowl, but uh, we are definitely in the full swing of things. And, um, yeah, moves are being made and we're going to talk about them. Uh, how are you doing, my man? Uh, feeling phenomenal. You know, it's, there's no uh, greater feeling than being the, having the best team in the NFC East, you know, (laughs) no greater feeling. (laughs) Oh man. We'll talk about that. Look, I, I think you guys made a really nice move. We'll get into that. Um, you watch any March Madness at all? Uh, I watched a little bit. I've been watching, uh, Fair, Fairly Dickinson, uh, I'm from New Jersey, so Fairly went on a, a nice little, still going on their nice little run. I watched a little bit of the D3 March Madness, too. Uh, I'm not sure if you're tapping in D3 sports. So, yeah, no, I've been following it a little bit. 
did did Princeton win? I haven't been keeping up. I look, man, those Jersey, those Jersey schools, man, they play some good basketball over there. They play some hard physical basketball. Yeah, no, they're uh, extremely, extremely talented, man. I always say the the best players come out of New Jersey, man. The, the toughness, yeah. the grit, the competitive edge that they play with, man, is one to none. That that kid, Dewan Wagner from Camden, he's 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 special, man. He's he's a good player. He's a really yeah, good player. He he is. Uh, I haven't had the chance to see him in person because um, he's uh he doesn't live or he doesn't play that far from me. But um, yeah. I haven't seen him play in person, but I've just seen uh, clips online and whatnot and. He, he looks like he's special. I saw I saw one game of his in person. Um, they were playing Wildwood Catholic, I think it was. Mm-hmm. This was Lance Ware's uh, senior year, so it was his uh, freshman year. Dewan Wagner, and yeah, just just a special talent. Um, so yeah, all right, yeah. There are some moves that have been made over the past week so far uh, this off season. Who do you think has been the biggest winner uh, of the off season? Um, out of all the NFL teams or in the NFC East? Uh, we can go all, all, all NFL teams. Oh, man. <laughs> there, there has been a lot of moves. I think um, my Giants had a, a huge signing with uh, Darren Waller. You look at the, the Bears. The Bears had a huge signing with uh, Dick Moore, which is huge. Uh, I still think the Bears are missing a few more pieces uh, for Justin Fields. Um, I think the Jets... Potentially, if Rodgers, uh, I mean, he already said that he's highly considering the Jets. So I already think if Rodgers goes to the Jets, that elevates them to the next level, possible Super Bowl contender. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, man, I, I, I don't even know if I can narrow it down. This has been a crazy offseason, to say the least. It, it has been. And I think that the two craziest moves are, are, are ahead of us. I think Rodgers getting traded to the Jets, it's, it's going to happen. Um, I think it's going to happen probably this week. I don't know what the holdup is. I really don't. Um, and then Lamar Jackson, that that contract uh, extension is going to be the most interesting story of the offseason, even more so than Aaron Rodgers. Because I think at some point the the Jets and the Packers they're going to they're going to fold and 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 you know a trade is going to be made. And I I assume both sides are going to be happy. I, you want to know what I think the out of that trade between Green Bay. And New York, the only team that could potentially end up losing is New York, because oh, wow. if if Green Bay gets rid of Aaron Rodgers, they wanted to get rid of Aaron Rodgers probably since last offseason. It's weird. Like now they want to get rid of him, but they signed him to a fifty million dollar extension last year. But this is why I think the only team that could lose is the Jets, because even if Green Bay gets one first round pick from the Jets, it's still a top fifteen pick. And they ultimately achieve their goal of getting Aaron Rodgers off their team. That's what they, that's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they end up getting a second first round pick, especially in next year's draft, that's going to be loaded. I think that could be a big win for the Jets. But at the same time, Aaron Rodgers could go to New York and it could just implode. You know, like things so? like that happen. How 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 do you how so do you think it will uh, implode? Um. I mean, look, when you look at the I'm not saying it's going to, I think, you know, I think he'll go there and there'll be a 12 to 13 win team, but I'm just saying there is a chance it could implode just because Aaron Rodgers is such a volatile personality. Um, I'm not 100% sold on Robert Sala as a coach, not a hundred. I, I think he could be a good coach, but I'm just not a hundred percent sold on him. And again, that, that Denver situation, it's, 
it, it was kind of one of those situations where it was just like, this seems like, you know, it's going to be a, a smart idea trading Russell Wilson to Denver. They should be a perfectly fine team. And it just didn't. And not only that, like when you think about it, the way they're kind of building that team, they're kind of building that team like it's Green Bay 2.0. But <laughs> it's not, they don't have Devontae Adams. Like Garrett Wilson's awesome. I'm, gonna, I'm an OSU fan. I love Garrett Wilson. He's not Devontae Adams. So I think there, I think there's like a, a, you know, could potentially be a ceiling for them. Um, but when you look at it, seven of the games that they lost last year, if they would have scored 24 points, which in today's NFL with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, they would have won 14 games. But, you know, I, look, I don't think it will implode, but I think there's a chance. If Rodgers, first of all, we all know how Aaron Rodgers loves to do the, you know, I, I thought he was going to leave Green Bay a few years ago, you know, and he, he'll hold out in the last minute. He'll stay with Green Bay. You know, but if Rodgers goes to the Jets and he fails, uh, his legacy might be ruined. Uh, I'm going to keep it 100. His legacy, 100%. His legacy might be ruined. Like, he, there's so much young talent on both sides of the ball. I mean, you have Elijah Moore. You have Garrett Wilson. You have Sauce, who broke out last year at the on defense. Uh, like, dude, they have so many so many weapons and, and valuable pieces. You have Brees Hall, too, who's also uh, went out. So if Rodgers goes there and uh, they don't – like, like I'm not even talking about, like, a Super Bowl appearance. Like, they need to win it all. If they don't win it all, then, like, Rodgers, man, like, dude, like, his career is like a failure, man. I, like, I'm I, I don't, I'm not trying to sound – come across no, disrespectful, but it's a failure. A hundred percent. I wouldn't necessarily – call it like I would say this is what I would say in terms of the quarterbacks that he gets compared to it you know it would be a really bad stain on his legacy if he can't win another Super Bowl and I'll tell you why I saw Patrick Mahomes this year take now Travis Kelsey's one of the greatest uh tight ends of all time if not the best tight end of all time let me know what you think that receiving core for the Kansas City Chiefs to me they're a bottom 16 unit in the league. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes took that wide receiver core uh, in that offense and beat one of the best rosters that I've ever seen assembled on a broken ankle. And not only that, on his way to get there, he beat Cincinnati as well, who was a really good team. So to me, all the excuses for Aaron Rodgers. Now, when we're talking about the quarterbacks that he's in the league with right now, obviously Aaron Rodgers, I still believe is one of the best. But when you look at it from an all-time perspective, I think that Patrick Mahomes winning that past Super Bowl puts a big stain on his legacy if 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 he can't win one more, especially with the teams that he's had. And and it's not like it, like last year to me was inexcusable. How don't you win that game versus San Francisco? I understand the weather. I understand all this stuff. They scored 13 points. <laughs> you should have won that game. I always say with Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, before Patrick Mahomes came onto on the scene, even now it's still, I guess you could say debatable, but I always said Aaron Rodgers was the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. Uh, now Patrick Mahomes is on the come up. Now you can say oh, yeah. But uh, I, I still say uh, Rodgers is one of the most talented quarterbacks, not the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. So my my problem with Rodgers, like I always said, was um, I felt like he lacked weapons, you know. And if he goes to the Jets, that will probably be the most weapons that he ever had. I would even go as far as to say, 
Because um, when you look at his past, who he's had in the past, I mean, Devontae, who was a, the best receiver in the league. But other mm. than Devontae, he hasn't really had too much talent. I mean, Jordy Nelson, maybe. Or Randy uh, Cobb. Randall Greg Cobb, Jennings. you know. You know what I'm saying? Like they're 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 good players. Don't get me wrong. I'm not yeah, saying yeah, they're, they're just not like all pro. Uh, you know, top five wide receivers. So if he goes to the Jets, that will probably be the most weapons he's ever had across the board. I mean, they're just loaded. All they're missing is a quarterback. So no, like I said, I, if he go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying I was agreeing with you 100. percent Oh yeah, like if he goes there and they don't win a Super Bowl, like. That's it, man. Like Rogers, it's uh, it's over for you, man. It's over for you, dude. Oh yeah, certainly, certainly. I yeah, I I don't see. I mean, they did such a good job with that draft last year. Um, it's I mean, it's incredible to see. And not only that, they've they've had some nice drafts uh, in the past few years. I'm interested to see what what they what they do with Mackay Becton. Maybe they move off Mackay Becton. I'm, hey, Cowboys. If if they're if they're looking to get rid of Mackay Becton, you want inquire to- about that. <laughs> um, but let's talk about them for a second. I I really like what they did this offseason. I I really did. And you want to know what? Like as a Cowboys fan, personally, it feels great that I don't have to go into a season and say, I hope Simi Fioko can step up. Like last year, that was my thing. I was just like, I hope Jalen Tolbert can step up. I hope. I hope this guy, I hope Noah Brown or uh, what's his name? Uh, Michael Gallup can be good coming <laughs> off injury. But I mean, they, they, they re-signed pretty much everybody outside of Schultz and, and he might even get re-signed eventually. I, I, you know, I don't think he will, but he, you know, there's a possibility that that could happen. Uh, Connor McGovern and, and, you know, Noah Brown's gone. Some, uh, there's another guy that left. Um, Zeke. Zeke. Zeke, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> How can I forget him? <laughs> but I mean, just overall, I, I think that even early in this offseason, they've improved as a team because they fixed some weaknesses, right? Like that number two corner spot was a problem last year. They got arguably a top ten corner. Number two wide receiver was a problem last year. They got a guy who could stretch the field, which is actually going to help them in the run game too, because. You know, more you can space out the field, the easier it is to run the football, you know, all that type of stuff. So I I just look, they re-signed Donovan Wilson, re-signed Van Der Esch. I, me personally, I have no complaints with what they've done so far. And I think with the amount of pieces that the Eagles lost on their defense and the fact that they haven't replaced them yet, just right now, it's still earlier in the offseason. I think the Cowboys are a better team than the Eagles right now. Could change, but just right now. Um, uh, I, I I don't know if I would. It it is the it's debatable because at the end of the day, like the, the Eagles, like you guys are choke artists, man. <laughs> like you guys are choke artists, and then you, you guys still have Dak as as your quarterback. And I don't think Dak is as bad as the media makes it seem. But the question is, can you win with Dak? That is the question. And as a Cowboys fan, like like, do you think you guys can win with Dak? I I, th- I think you can see I now I people could tell me I'm looking at this from a fan's perspective and I probably am. Um, I I hold Dak in a higher regard than most people do, and the reason why is because one, this front office does not make it easy on Dak Prescott, not one bit. Like last year, going into the season, they they traded Amari Cooper and they got rid of uh, uh, Cedric Wilson. That's 1,500 yards of production that you just didn't replace. Um, you know, 
I have some problems with uh, uh, some of their coaching hires. Like Kellen Moore to me was just flat out unqualified to be a coach when he got the job. <laughs> because like you got to think about it like this, right? He was Dak's backup quarterback. And then he became the quarterback coach for a year. And then he became the offensive coordinator a year, uh, two years removed from being Dak's backup. Um, so there were some questions there. I, I questioned why they kept Jason Garrett for so long. And, you know, like this past year, the, the Cowboys were a good offense. And his second best option on that offense was a Dalton Schultz, who Dalton Schultz is a nice tight end. But if he's your second option and I got to the divisional round and I was seven points away from getting to the NFC championship game, I feel pretty good about my my quarterback there in that situation. Did he have a horrible game that game? Absolutely. No doubt about it. And I think they lost that game because of Dak Prescott. But I can look all throughout Dak Prescott's playoff career He's had some pretty good performances where, you know, it's just like, hey, look, he can't stop the Rams from running for 280 yards. I mean, it was literally like the, the game that they played against the Rams, he ran, they ran for 280 yards. It's just hard to win a game when your defense is allowing the, the team to run all over them. And then that rookie season, you know, because I'm not, to me, wins aren't a quarterback stat. So that's where I kind of come from. His rookie season, he had that excellent performance against Green Bay. Defense flat out sold him. You know, like if if the offense puts up 31 points in a game and we lose, I'm not blaming the offense unless, you know, you have a Josh Allen situation like from the Miami game where they squeaked out the win. If they would have lost that game, I would have looked at the offense and I would have been like, what the hell are you guys doing? Five turnovers. But that's where I kind of, I, I think you can win a, uh, a, a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott. But I think it's got to be done in a different way than Dallas has been doing it. And credit to them, they've so far it looks like they've been doing things a different way. Yeah, my, my issue with Dak, um, I do think the the media, um, the it's media, ridiculous. Like, the media, yeah, they 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 like overhand on Dak. I don't think he's as bad as people are making it seem. The thing is, my thing is with Dak is uh, his consistency. Uh, when he's at his best, I mean, he looks like. A top five quarterback, maybe to say the least. But like his off days, like he is just so bad. Like there's there's no like in between. He's either on or he's really <laughs> off. But like I don't know if he needs to get with the quarterback coach or, or or something. But he needs to work on his consistency if the Cowboys want to have any type of success with Dak. But um, as long as my Giants are around and as long as Brian <laughs> Dable's around, uh, we're running the NFC East, man. Here. <laughs> So. I, you want to know why I, I, I like Brian Dable a lot, man. You talk, you talk about a guy who just came in and just switched the culture in a year. I mean, it's, it's, it's impressive what he's doing. I think, you know, um, they go out there and, and if they have another good draft, I think you guys had a good draft last year. I like Thibodeau. I like Evan Neal, you know, Evan Neal takes some time to, to, to develop. He's <laughs> he, he, he definitely did, but you know, I mean, Andrew Thomas struggled at first. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I looked at Evan Neal last year as the best offensive tackle in the draft. I, I, I thought he was coming in the draft. And I don't think he played right tackle at Alabama. And they moved him to right tackle in New York, which I was completely fine with because I'm like, look, uh, you're never going to get a complaint from me if you draft offensive line, unless you're like the Eagles 
uh, uh, from, you know, going into the draft last year where their offensive line was stacked and they drafted him. And then I'd be like, mm. probably could have used that pick in a, in a better way, but you're never going to get a complaint uh, from me about, um, you know, uh, drafting an offensive lineman. One guy that you talked about um, was Jackson Smith and Jigba. You really yeah. like Jackson Smith and Jigba. I do, I do, I do. He's the well, he's wide receiver one, hands down. It's not even close. <laughs> I agree. I agree. He's, he's wide receiver one. And the, and the thing is, this, this is my problem with a lot of casuals, man. People that aren't actually watching the games and, and actually breaking down film. They want to say, oh, he's so slow and this, that, and the third. When you're playing with a receiver, it doesn't matter, man. Quickness is more dependent on the actual straight line speed itself. And when you look at him play, I mean, the, his ability to cut, his IQ, his ability to get in and out of routes is one to none. I mean, when you actually look at the receivers in this class, I think they have Quentin Johnston as a wide receiver one or maybe like Jordan Addison. And um, I, I, think, I I don't think they're better than Jackson at at all. Like, <laughs> at all. And the thing I mean, is, I wouldn't. I honestly wouldn't even be surprised if Jackson drops uh, in the draft just because, uh, due to like recency bias, you know, like he didn't really play last season uh, due to injury. I think it was his hamstring. So uh, he's gonna he's gonna drop. So whoever gets him, I think is will get the steal of the draft. Oh, a hundred percent agree. Yeah. Um, we'll hit two more things and then I'll let you go. But you want to know what? Uh, when it comes to Jackson Smith and Jigba, you look at those Ohio State receivers. They're right now players. Look at the—I mean, look at the two that came out last year: uh, Wilson and Olave. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba looks like a guy who's going to hit the ground running in the NFL. And a lot of that has to go to uh, Brian Hartline, their wide receivers coach, who's now their offensive coordinator. Man, he did a fantastic job with uh, developing those guys. And I'm not saying it yet, but they're on the verge of being wide receiver you like i'd say they're second in line lsu to me is wide receiver you you look at the wide receivers that they produced odell jarvis justin jefferson jamar chase ohio state it's i i don't know that's 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 hard for me i think, that's hard I think me. They're, ohio, they're getting closer they are i think ohio state uh ohio state produces different type a different type of receivers if you want to play wide receiver at ohio state you have to be a route tech with uh, sure hands, when you look at the guys that they oh, have, yeah. uh, you look at uh, the the Mike Thomases, the Terry McLaurins, you know, Garrett, Olave, Jackson, they're all route techs. You know what I mean? When you look at the guys, like, that's part of the reason, you know, J-Mo, J-Mo transferred, you know? He doesn't really fit their scheme so much. He's more of a burner, stretch the field kind of guy. That's great why he was the best. So. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Yeah, I look, man, you're, you're right, though, because – You'll look at, at a guy's 40 time and you'll be you'll be blown away with that. But here's the thing. A 40 time to me doesn't mean anything if there's wasted motions in your routes and, and stuff like that. You know, I talk about it with linebackers a lot all the time, too. Um, you know, speed to me, I, I don't get blown away with speed because if you're if there's a lot of wasted movements, um, you know, with your technique, I can't do anything with that. You know, you can try try and coach it out of them. There gets to a point where maybe it's just a habit for them. So, yeah, no, you're right. A lot of people are, are saying that about Jackson Smith and Jigba. I don't see it on film because here's my thing. If he looked slow on film, I'd understand. But, you, I mean, you'd see so many times on film he'd run up the seam and C.J. Stroud would hit him in stride and it'd be, 
you know, a, a 40, 50 yard gain, you know? So to me, I'm, I'm not concerned about his, his speed. Like you said, he's a technician when it comes to uh, his route running and uh, he's, he's a very impressive prospect. One last thing. Um, Cause I actually think if the Texans do get their hands on CJ Stroud, Jackson Smith will be uh, Jackson Smith and Jigbo will be gone by pick. What do they pick their second uh, first round pick? I think it's like 13 or something like that. I, I think I don't, know, I don't know what gone. your pick is. Is it 13? Yeah. So I think it's either 12 or 13. One of those picks. I think, I think it might be 13 because I think the jets are picking at 12. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, cause here's my thing and this is, this is what I'm getting at. And I, I, I think that CJ Stroud is the best quarterback in the draft. I think he should be the number one pick. Teams suck at drafting. They're not good at drafting. And the Carolina Panthers find themselves uh, in the top 10 normally. So that means they're not good at drafting. I think they take Will Levis, man. I think they, I don't think they should. I don't think they should. I don't think they should. But I think they take Will Levis because I think they look, I think Frank Reich looks at these quarterbacks. Who's the quarterbacks that he's had success with? Big arm, big body, mobile. Wentz, Look, Andrew Luck. I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. It, I, in my opinion, I think uh, Bryce. I have Bryce over CJ, but to me, they're one A, one B. You take your pick. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if if Anthony Richardson gets taken number one overall. Um, people, granted, I don't even think Anthony Richardson or Will Levis should be first rounders by by any. They're not ready, you know. Anthony Richardson has all the athleticism and has a higher upside than probably everybody else, but he's not ready though. So I wouldn't be. People are so blown away with uh, how fast the person can jump and how much they can bench press. Like I said, people are not breaking down the game film and people are not watching the games at all, man. People are blown away no, by speed and size and athletic ability. That's not what quarterback and that's not what football as a whole is. And that's the thing, right? Like when it comes to the quarterback position, you know, to me, I look for feel of the game. Like when Jalen Hurts was coming in the NFL, I looked at him. I said, he has a really good feel of the game. I think he'll be a good quarterback in the NFL because that's something that like when you get these project type of quarterbacks, like in Anthony Richardson, like a Will Levis, that's a real question that comes up in my uh, in my mind. You know, like Josh Allen, to me, the reason why I liked him as more so of a project quarterback is because he had a real feel for the game. Um, and I just think that Anthony Richardson and Will Levis lacks that. I like Levis over Richardson because I just think that – I just think with Anthony Richardson, you're just drafting an athlete. You know, I think with Levis, you're drafting an athlete who can play some quarterback. But overall, like to be honest with you, I like Hendon Hooker more than I like Anthony Richardson. I, I like Hendon Hooker more than Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. I, I think I, uh, what what I, I don't understand the Will Levis. Like Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. They both they both were not good in college. Like what? Will Levis could not even beat out Sean Clifford. Facts. Like <laughs> he couldn't dude, even beat out Sean Clifford, man. Well, dude, think about it like this: Tennessee, uh, Hendon Hooker had the the craziest stat line at, at, at Tennessee. I think he was like 27 touchdowns to two interceptions with like a 69.5% completion percentage, throwing over nine yards per attempt. Like, that's absurd. That is ridiculous. A lot of people are going to uh, question Hendon, though, because of uh, his injury and his age. 
but, and the uh, scheme that he played in. Some people don't like that Josh Heupel offense. They don't think it translates to the NFL. I personally don't see it like that because I think that um, Hendon Hooker has really nice release. The ball, like he's got some really nice zip uh, on his balls. And I think that um, because of that, I think that that's going to translate into the NFL. I think he needs to get better with his uh, touch passes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of times, like when there's a soft spot in the zone, he's not good at, you know, getting it in there with touch. He's more so of a zip guy. Um, but I, I, I'm on board with you, man. I, I kind I kind of like Hendon over over Will Levis, but you know, like you said, a, a lot of teams. I think Hendon Hooker should be a first round pick, late first so round. If, if somebody drafted him in the late first round, there's. But you want to know what's funny? There's going to be a lot of those guys that are going to be first round picks that teams are going to be pissed that their team draft them. But I'm going to look at them and I'm going to be like, you got a good pick there. A little technical difficulty there, so uh, we're just going to pick up where we left off. Yeah, basically what I was saying is. I think there's going to be a lot of guys in this draft that teams are fans are going to be upset if their team drafts them, but I just think they're they're going to be good players. Like I look at a guy like Darnell Wright from Tennessee, I think he's going to be a good player in the league. Like I look at a guy like Dewan Jones from Ohio State, I think he's going to be a good player. Uh, John Michael Schmitz, I look at these guys and I'm like, if they got drafted in the first round, I think I think these teams are getting good players. Yeah, I I, I agree. I most definitely agree. One player, um, one player that I, I want to ask you about is uh, what? What do you think about uh, Jalen Hyatt? Jalen Hyatt. So here's my thing with Jalen Hyatt. He's going to be very scheme dependent, right? Like he's the type of guy. Like to me, I don't know if I, I don't know if I draft him in the first round. And the reason why is now this is kind of where that forty time does come into effect because if you're a guy who's primary, um like your primary purpose is to take the top off of a defense. I need you running uh, below four, 4.41. Like I, if, if that's the one thing you're doing, you gotta, you gotta be doing it at a higher level than everybody else. So I think that he's the one player that I look at and I'm like, he needed to have a better combine than what he had. And because of that, I think that I, I, I think that Jalen Hyatt, He's going to, he's going to go into the second round. I still think he's a top 50 player in this draft. Um, I wouldn't hate drafting him in the first round, but I think that teams are going to look at him. And I think they're because of that 40 time. And I don't think it should be the case because when you watch him on film, I mean, every single time he's running down the field, it looks like he gets shot out of a cannon. (laughs) Uh, You know, I think teams are going to look at that and I think they're going to be a little scared to draft him. I thought I honestly thought he was going to be faster. Um, yeah, I think yep. a lot of people did. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And and I I thought he was going to run a four point two nine forty. And and I thought for sure I'm like, yo, if he does that, he's going to be a top ten pick in the draft. But you know, I think this combine he kind of lost a little money. And then when you look at a guy like to me, Nolan Smith is a guy where he checks out on film. But since he had such a good combine, I hope the Eagles don't draft him at 10. That's all I'm saying. Because if they do, I think he'd be an excellent pick. Because I think he's going to be a really good player in the league. Yeah, I, I, I think so too, man. I think so too. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll see. dude, that, that's, the one, that's, the one, that's the one pick where my, my heart's going to stop for a second. I'm like, don't let, don't let Jalen Carter be on the board. 
Don't let Bijan Robinson be on the board. Atlanta take Bijan Robinson. I don't want that that stress because if they, if they get one of those two, it's just like f. Bijan's another. Bijan's going to be special. Well, I I got a video. I, it's probably already released, so I'll talk about it real quick before I let you go. Um, I did a thing on running backs, and I'm like, I was saying like, it's not a bad idea to draft these guys in the first round because when you look back, go back over the last four seasons, you could probably go back further than this, but this is all I went back. 2022, the top five leading rushers in the league were guys drafted in the first two rounds. 2021, all five of those guys drafted in the first two rounds. 2020, three of the top five leading rushers, all uh, uh, first or second round guys. 2019, four out of the five guys, uh, first two rounds. So I look at that and I'm just like, I think it pays like if you're going to draft a guy in the top 10, that's a little different because running backs do have a shelf life. And if you're in the top 10, it's probably because you're not good. And you, you'd probably be best served uh, uh, servicing other parts of your team. But if you're a team like the bills and you draft Bijan Robinson, that's a hell of a pick. It is. It is man. <laughs> when, when, when you look, when you look back on it though, it's, it's honestly crazy. Like some of these, uh, some of these running back. When you look back on the the Kenneth Walkers and and the Breeze Hall, oh yeah, pretty sure they they weren't even taken in the first. So it's like, oh, yeah. uh, it's like man, you know. But I think I I don't know. I'm big on Bijan. I'm big on uh, Gibbs. He's good. Both of them are good, man. Alvin Both Alvin, are... Alvin Kamara 2.0 is what I call Gibbs. <laughs> but and you and you want to know what Gibbs? I think it, Gibbs is a guy that I think is going to make a lot of money in the NFL because he's he's multifaceted, like. Bijan can do some receiving stuff, but I think that Gibbs can play slot receiver as well, which I think is crucial because you look at all the running backs that are getting paid. Kamara, McCaffrey, obviously Henry got paid, but like teams are more so willing to pay a guy like a McCaffrey or a Kamara who can fill multiple roles, who can play slot receiver. And that's why I think uh, Gibbs is going to make a lot of money in the NFL because I think he's going to have that uh, uh, Tony Powered type of effect, or Tony Powered hasn't really done in the NFL, but that Christian McCaffrey type of effect, where he's uh, uh, serves multiple purposes on the offense. Yeah, that that's the way the league is going, man. <laughs> backs backs got to be uh, pass catchers, and uh, quarterbacks have to be somewhat mobile. You know, you don't really find traditional drop back quarterbacks anymore. Um, no, a hundred percent. You know, <laughs> CJ Stroud. I, I, I'm big on CJ Stroud, but. Uh, that's a knock. Yeah, it's a knock on him. That that's the that's that's honestly the only thing I could say is that uh he's not a he, he doesn't really like he's not really super elusive at all. But um, I mean Certainly. accuracy and throwing the ball though. I mean, C, CJ is is one to none. But um, yeah, no, that, that's the thing though. Quarterbacks got to be able to move and running backs got to be able to catch. Absolutely. Well, yeah, my man, it was great having you on. We probably went went a little longer than I previously expected. Time kind of flies when you're having fun. But yeah, one time I gotta say it before before we bounce. Bada bing. <laughs> do it one time. Do it one time. Hey, appreciate you guys for having me on, man. Uh my name is Ty Real. Uh Ty.real with four L's. You can uh subscribe to me on YouTube. I'm on TikTok. Uh Instagram is the same name on all platforms. And one time for the one time. 
Bada bing! I love it. Yo, I got to have you on again, man. Uh, and definitely go follow all of his social media pages. As you guys could tell, he is uh, he's, he's a blast. He's, he creates some really good content, and I, 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 I really had fun uh, with this, man. Appreciate you for having me on, man. It was a pleasure. Absolutely, my man. Take care. Yep, see Thank you for listening to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Please make sure to follow the show and leave a review. We'll We'll see see you next time time on the Cowboys Cowboys Beat Beat Audio Audio Podcast. Podcast.